Welcome to the Healing the City podcast. My name is Eric Siepen. The following podcast is a replaying of the Village Community Ministries sermon series on relationships. This series is based on Dr. Larry Crabb's book, The Marriage Builder. We hope that you will enjoy these small excerpts. Um, so where I want to start tonight in this conversation is I want to start in Genesis, and I'm not going to go read it. I'm just going to narrate for you for a moment. So in the beginning, God created man and woman, or he created them male and female. What's interesting is that it says that they reflect his image. So man and woman, male and female, reflect the image of God. And what's fascinating about that is that he then gives man and woman something to do. He says that they need to be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. So he says that not only are you to reflect the image of God, being male and female, you're supposed to together create more image reflectors, right? And you're supposed to go out and subdue the earth. You're supposed to tell the earth who God is. That's what you're supposed to do. Now, here's the thing about being an image bearer. What Adam and Eve had in the garden was them looking at God and reflecting God. So you could imagine God being a mirror and that they look up at God and they reflect him to one another and to the world. And what's interesting about that is that they are not in control. They're really actually vulnerable because the person who's defining who they are is God. So to be an image bearer is to be defined. Your identity is being defined by God. Now, if you jump forward into the narrative of Genesis, into chapter 3, you find this conversation between Eve and a snake. Now, however you believe, whatever you believe about Genesis, if it's literal or if it's a narrative, this is an important story. Because Eve and and Adam, because he's probably there, in this conversation with what we find out to be the enemy, Satan. And the conversation really is, do you want power or don't you want power? See, they were told not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and Satan says, well, that's because God doesn't want you to be like him. And so what really happens there, because Adam and Eve decide to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, is that they decide to get a new image. And instead of looking at God and reflecting God, they begin to look at themselves and reflect themselves. And that's a position of power. Okay? So if, you, if reflecting God is a vulnerable place, reflecting ourselves is a place of power. We get to define who we are. We get to say the way it is. Now what happens is, is that because we do this, because we sin, we're cast out of the garden, and sin becomes this overwhelming force that we have to live under. And shame becomes an overwhelming force that we have to live under. Now, when we think about this word sin, a lot of times when we hear it, we just think, well, that just means you do bad things. Well, if you look at the New Testament, the word in the Greek just means to miss the mark. It's an archery term. But if you look at the Bible as a whole, what you find out about sin is that it means it's not the way it's supposed to be. 
that sin itself is not the way it's supposed to be. And when you and I are wrestling with our understanding of our sexuality inside of our marriages and inside of, of relationships and in our community, how we deal with that, um, we have to face sin in kind of three categories. And we're going to deal with these three categories and kind of wrestle with them a little bit. Okay? Number one, sin distorts us. Okay? So, the, you know, theologians call this original sin, but it's a sin that distorts us. It was given to us and we didn't choose it. Okay? So when we think about our sexuality and we think about the things that, that we wrestle with in life, it is the emotions and the experiences of who we are as male and female and the things that we wrestle with sexually, that they are just what they are. Right? There is this disruption. It's something we can't deal with. It's just who we are. Right? There's something broken about us. And so we get up in the morning and we have that sense, something's broken. I didn't choose to break it. It's just broken in me, right? Now, I want you to think about this because a lot of times we don't talk about it. We don't spend a lot of time on it. But I would ask you, what do you think inside of you is broken when it comes to your sexuality? Now, it's not just that it comes to you genetically. It's something that comes to you out of your environment, but it's something that you didn't choose, it's just the thing that seems to, to overpower you. So there's this, this disruption. The second thing, the second sin, and we, we call this actual sin but in theology, but it's a distracting sin. It's the actual things that you and I wrestle with in life, the choices we have to make, the things that are put in front of us, right? And so... In our culture, which is an over-sexualized culture, we end up wrestling with this in a very huge kind of way, right? So we're told what beauty is, and we begin to buy into that. We're told what it means to be a man, and we buy into that. We get caught up in People Magazine and in the stories of the idols that we follow and who they broke up with and which person they're married to. We get caught up in shows where romance is, is kind of, this is the way it's supposed to be. And we get caught up in who's going to be with who. And, and we're so worried about people who don't exist, right? Or, or we find ourselves just bombarded with technology and the addictive parts of that, from pornography to just what we read to what we let in. Right? Or, or maybe we go as far as, as we, we want, we put our, we see these opportunities to put ourselves in other relationships and to daydream about those things. You know, you and I could go on and on about the distracting sin that's laid out before us and the ones that we just grab hold of for a moment and choose this and choose that. The, the, the titillization that you and I participate in over and over again. And some of you are going, no, that's not me. No, I say, yes, it is you. You do it. 
And you have all these lines of justifications why watching Game of Thrones is okay, right? Oh, I just made a judgment. You can talk to me afterwards. <laughs> right? But, but we have a justification. I mean, I've seen the essays, the gospel of Game of Thrones. We got, we got a way of, right? We, it, no matter what you believe, that we, we justify the way we enter into all these little things. Right? We justify it. And so we're distracted from what is good. We find ourselves in places where we, we don't have control. So if the second one is distracting, a distracting sin, the third is a sin that devours. And here's where you and I often find ourselves. is It's the sin of secrets. It's we've taken that show and we don't tell anybody we watch it but we watch it or when everybody leaves our house and we go look at pornography or we see this husband tenderly treat his wife in this way that we long to be treated and we put ourselves in that relationship and we begin to nurture it and think about it and how it'd be if we were there we begin to nurture and intentionally plan out how we're going to find moments to take hold of these sexual things that aren't appropriate, right? And and so my question, as you hear me talk all about this, and I I understand that I've been vague, and I've been vague for a reason, because most of you are adults and you get it. I don't need to say anything, right? You understand what I'm saying. What I want you to think about as I'm saying it is where am I in this? Where is it that I feel broken in my gender or in my understanding of who I am as a sexual person? Where is it that I am um, just grasping for whatever I can that's put in front of me to lose myself in? And what is it that I'm keeping secret? What am I nurturing? Now, yes, some of us are younger, so we have smaller narratives, right, about this. Some of us are older, and so we've been peeling this onion for a long time. Our onion is small, right? If you think about sin as a big onion, we've been peeling. But it's still there. we still got a small onion. We're still working that the layers are thinner, right? Now we have good things to say to people. Usually it's just, don't do that, because I did it. It was bad. Don't do it, right? That's, that's the older you get, I've learned that that's wisdom, just don't do the stupid things I did, right? That's, that's what wisdom is. Um, yeah, you shed a lot of tears. All right? So, we have this distorting sin, we have a distracting sin, and we have a sin that dev- we devour and devours us. Right? These are the things that we wrestle with, and I want you just to think about those. Now, when we go to church... A lot of times, the, the, the distorting sins, the things, the brokenness in us, they get leaned on because we don't know what to do with them. You know, maybe at the village, it's okay because your pastor stands up and says, hey, I've, got, I've had some same-sex stuff in my life that's an issue and has been, so you're like, okay, maybe it's okay for me to talk about that, right? But the reality is, is that it's not okay to say, hey, we've got some, I have some confusion. I have some darkness. I have some brokenness that I don't know what to do with, right? So, so it's, sometimes it just feels oppressive to even think that maybe you, you don't, 
know how to do that. But, but the other thing is, is that we are obsessed with our maleness and our femaleness, right? We're obsessed with it, both in the church and outside of the church. What it means to be a man, equal rights, right? Where we in the church, we've got all these ways. So this is how a man acts and this is how a woman does it. These are the roles. And outside of the church, we're like freedom and not freedom. And we've got all these things. And so what we've done is because we've chosen power instead of reflecting God, we're obsessed with our gender. And now we've gotten to the place where our gender is fluid. And so we don't even know what to do with that, right? Because our power has gotten out of control. <laughs> 